Yeah, we do an intro. I like intros. I like intros too. Alright. This should be our intro. An intro about intros? An intro about intros. Experimenting with intros? Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Tag and Joey. Believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart. This is a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world. What is it that we stand for? Tag, how you doing? Joey, I, I, as usual, I'm doing very well. Yeah? It is a very nice summer day today. Oh, it's gorgeous out. It's not too hot, you know? No, I think all, it's like 74 degrees. Very nice. All this rain, too, man. It's been rough. It's been kind of cool, though, driving around at night. Oh, yeah. It's always fun to uh, almost crash and die. <laughs> um, so, speaking of driving around at night, we uh, tend to get into a lot of different conversations, and one of those were about toxic relationships, primarily in the workplace. Yeah, I mean, it's like the gloominess of rain all the time. You're working <laughs> in a toxic work environment. Right, you don't want to go to work, you're dreading it. You know, you don't want to even wake up in the morning. No, and go it to sucks. Just, yeah, you just hate it. And a lot of it, I think, stems from, especially our age, people want to be their own boss. Right, I think I mean, I think a lot of people want to be their own boss, yeah. but I think our age in particular... I guess you know, a little bit more ambitious. The, right, yeah, yeah, of course. The, we're given sort of a narrative that you can have anything that you mm-hmm. sort of want and you can, you know, you should be leading your own life. And yeah. there's a sort of individualistic focus, I think, in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, but the truth is you just won't always have the chance to be your own boss, especially yeah. if you're just starting out, if you're our age. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of always just, I mean, that can be a mixed bag. Either you can have a great leader that you can sort of learn from and and. and you know, really gain insight about what your field is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can learn about the future and you can learn about, you know, how the industry is going to change. Uh, or you could be stuck with somebody who's living in, you know, 1950. <laughs> well, you know, like somebody, you know, yeah. that we might be able right. to relate old, to. Old school mind. Inside joke. Right. Um, <laughs> you know where I'm going. Mm. Um, so... That brings us to you know the bad leaders. Yeah. How do you how do you manage them or deal with them or even work with them at that point? Yeah, right. Um, I mean, it, it's maybe first important to describe what a bad leader is, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. A leader, a mentor, um, somebody that's just kind of above you giving directions, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and and maybe directions where they're not really listening to what it is that you're yeah. saying. Maybe there's a an ego problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a major age discrepancy. Yeah. Maybe there's a cultural issue that's or, or, respect or even issue racism. Even yeah, yeah. There's all there's all kinds of things that can contribute to a hostile work environment stemming yeah. from a difficult leader. Yeah. Um. So that brings me to sort of the next thing. Sometimes we, um, sometimes we, you know, get this feeling that oh man, that guy really hates me. Yeah. I don't know if you go to the. I don't know the gym or something. Maybe you go to Target. You look at the the you know the reception at the receptionist, the store clerk's eyes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you just see like this vicious look, like please get out of my face. I have been here for eight <laughs> hours. I have children. Yeah. I'm getting paid four dollars an hour. Yeah. I want to go home. Yeah. Um. Well, see, some science says that uh, we're really really good at picking out whether people like us or not mm-hmm. and this might be an evolutionary thing you know stemming back from the old days when we had to figure out who were our friends mm-hmm. and who weren't and uh you know we're really really good at this yeah. and you know therefore we're really good at figuring out whether a boss likes us or not yeah and um well how do you think you deal with that i mean is it kind of like approaching it with positivity or approaching it head on i mean i think the best way that i've always kind of seen is just 
or like dealt with it myself is Mm -hmm. approaching it with this positive mindset of you know yes i know it's really bad but i'm thankful for this that's a good way to think about it and you'd be surprised just starting your day off not maybe not even starting your day off but when you're in the midst of a really bad situation just saying you know i'm thankful for x y and z right and you'd be amazed on how your mindset starts to change and even how you approach certain things you're just saying be grateful exactly right okay as you should with anything really even when you're at even when you have a good leader or even when oh you're in a good God, place. Oh my God, do I have be. a good story. Yeah, Actually, this just happened today. <laughs> yeah. So I went over to Lifetime Fitness like mm-hmm. in Naperville. And just a great fitness club. Yeah. Um, but I met this African-American guy that told me that he was in a gang. And he was just the happiest, most positive guy I've ever met. And Were you really like agonizing has... him and he came up to you? He was like, you no, all no, a gang? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> Not like, this time. He's like, <laughs> No, not this time. Um, No, I was just, you know, I was just, I think I was humming along, and this guy started humming with me, so I I just sort of, you know, gave him that look. Wait, you were literally humming? Yeah, I was humming, Well, maybe that's why he was going to fight you. Oh, yeah. No, but he said, you know, he basically complimented my humming, and I was like, okay, that's kind of... That's an interesting... That's a good compliment. No, it was, dude, because it's like, like... Humming is pretty, like... It's kind of one of those things you do at home silently. Yeah, right. um, but anyway, this guy complimented my humming, and it was very unexpected because he's you know really buff. You know, he's got like he's literally got like buff scars. Guys don't hum. Yeah. yeah, he's got like scars on his chest, and you know, I, I sort of talked to him about his life, and he's like, you know, I wake up grateful every day. I recently mm. just became a grandfather, but wow. I wasn't always this way. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I used to be in a gang and, you know, I got into some trouble and I turned my life around and, you know, I didn't think I'd live past the age of, what was it, something like 30, he told me, which is crazy. Um, And he said that he turned his life around and he said, you know, I told him, oh, well, you know, I'm pretty happy too. I just, you know, I'm, you know, my life is moving along. I, you know, have a plan for the next 10 years. And, you know, I sort of told him what I plan to do. Um, and he said that the one thing he wanted to leave me with is, you know, always be grateful. And this mm-hmm. is a totally true story. This yeah. just conveniently happened to have yeah. it happened today, yeah. uh, which was really interesting. And it's always interesting to get that kind of a thing from somebody unexpected. Yeah, yeah. and even to the contrary to that for me, yeah, not from somebody unexpected, but from somebody expected. Um, I recently, not somewhat recently, but a while back, broke up with a girlfriend, a girlfriend of mine of about three years, right? Yeah, that, um, that's which a, was a tough time, right? Yeah. And I was talking to my mom one day, and she said, you know, when the times that you're feeling the worst about it, just say something that you're grateful about with that relationship. And I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. I yeah. was like, that's not going to work, mom. Like, I'm horribly sad, like, mm-hmm. just in a really bad place. But I tried it. You know, it's my mother. Of course, I'm going to oh, take sorry, her advice. Really? No, no, no. Of course, I'm going to take her advice and try yeah. it. And, dude, my mindset just changed within a matter of hours. Like, Because awesome. instead of sitting there, like, dude, I couldn't even, like, I had to sleep with a TV on, right? Because yeah, my mind yeah. just drifted too much to just the horrible thing that was going on. I know, But dude. I sat there and I just recanted the things that were... It is the worst feeling. Yeah. It, it's horrible because it, you feel so powerless. But right, of course. that being thankful for not only brings you away from that negative energy, it, like, makes you realize, like, wow, maybe this really isn't as bad as I think it is. Right, because, of course. Because when, you, when you're in a situation that you think is just absolutely horrible... Your mind doesn't even like name or list the things that are bad. It's just like everything's just horrible. Oh, it's like yeah. just like cloud is just over you. And like, of course. but if you sat there and really think about like what what could this possibly be that's so bad, and really think through it, and the contrary, think to what's good about it, mm-hmm. it really just cha- lifts you up. And you're like, wow, like I can overcome this. This isn't as bad. And dude, I know. And and that kind of leads us to our next point. I never say that you hate something because the negativity just brings a destruction mm-hmm. instead say you know i'm really thankful so for this but i just don't like you it. mean like never say you know stuff like i hate my job exactly i hate you know i hate this this group because the worst thing about that is you you think about it 
and then you're in a casual conversation with somebody and you let it slip right like maybe you hate it and they're like oh man like what's this guy like what a why is he so negative all the time or b like I don't really want to be around this right. guy. Like it's like, or even worse, yeah. that negativity spreads. Yeah. And now yeah. you've got a bad boss and, and you've got bad, bad employees. Yeah. 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 Employees. Yeah. yeah. Anybody you're worse. just around you is just oh, yeah. bad. Because... It becomes worse and worse. It's right. a snowball effect. Exactly. And just need to be positive about it because that's how you kind of overcome it. And again, it just bring, it just spreads. Negativity spreads a lot, a lot faster than positivity. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. But if you're positive all the time with it, it's definitely... You know, it's gonna. You're gonna want to be there more often than not. Yeah, actually, I've got an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, I once had a PI. That's a principal investigator. It's a guy who runs a lab, mm-hmm. and there was me and this, or there was this very attractive girl and I, um, extremely attractive lady, like just very beautiful, very full of life. I mean, she knew she was very attractive. Had this. Um, you know, had this like sense of control. Of yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. She had the sense that she could dominate any man that you know sort of came by. It was actually terrifying. As you're powerless. Yeah. So, anyways, she I found out convinced my actually this is a totally true story. Um, when I was at Loyola, she convinced one of my you know this PI to basically. Uh, take her idea over mine and eventually she got me kicked out of the lab and I didn't get published for the work that I researched so my freshman sophomore year uh, basically was a complete waste and all the research there that I did involving uh, I'm not even going to talk about it because I don't want to get anybody in trouble but I'll I'll tell you later Um, but I, I, I you know got kicked out of a lab and didn't get credit and you know People, leaders play favorites and they play them sometimes so obviously without regard for other people. Or even sometimes, obviously not in this case, but it's more of like a subconscious thing. Because anytime you go through life, you're going to like certain people or not like others just from first impressions or whatever it may be. Yeah, and it sucks. I mean, even just stuff like, you know, the environment you're raised in, maybe somebody looks like your brother or something. Of course, you're going to hire the guy or of course, you're going to want to work with the guy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But how do you how do you suggest kind of overcoming that though? Uh, oh, so one way yeah. is to become just very very tight friends with the favorite mm-hmm. to the point where if the coworker, if the employee, excuse me, if the if the leader messes with you know that favorite mm-hmm. or it messes with you, they're going to mess with the favorite. Yeah, you know if that makes any sense. So for no, example, if the boss says something cruel to you, yeah. you know you'll turn their favorite against them. Yeah. Uh, no boss wants that. Everybody, I think, in general, wants to be liked by the people that they like. Yeah. Uh, and so you sort of protect yourself, mm-hmm. you know, indirectly. Uh, and the best thing, uh, another good thing you can do is maybe involve yourself in the inner circle of this bad boss. Yeah. You know, to the best of your ability, invite them to your house with mm-hmm. this favorite. Yeah. Uh, invite the boss to, you know, to to lunch or to sort of more enjoyable activities outside of yeah. the workplace, include the favorite in it. In other words, just become and friends with them. Right? Of course, yeah. yeah. But do it in a really, really sort of a subtle way where mm-hmm. you do seem, you know, genuine. You know, where yeah, you want to remain genuine, authentic. Yeah, of you don't want to just make friends with them just right. because you're getting something. Out because of it, the, right? the, the truth is, it will benefit you right. to be to understand right. this this negative person and yeah. to understand what it is that they need. Yeah. Uh, and that could actually help save the organization as a whole, which mm-hmm. is really, you know, kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, right. I think, and that's really interesting. Um, I think I kind of have a story tangent to that a little bit. Oh, right. In the leadership roles that I were in, I was actually the leader working with people underneath me who were also leaders. They were below own. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
I mean, we were I'm all. Just kidding. I mean, in a hierarchy, right? You need we the leadership it. that's above yeah. you, right? So, and there's just one one particular leader that just was very toxic about everything, and I think it was really hard. Did I meet this guy? What's that? Did I meet this guy? Uh, no, thankfully not. Even. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say thankfully. <laughs> I just said it. Um, so, you know, I think, but on the flip side of that, it's you kind of need to to shield yourself from that because it's a it's really easy to let that negativity bring you down mm-hmm. and envelop you because it's like it's like oh man I have this really great idea oh man this kid is just gonna fight me out so much oh yeah and but also making friends with the people around you to kind of shield yourself from that negativity is also really important the flip side of that at least if you're the leader in that certain right. scenario where other people are, are trying to attack you a little bit um and again and that kind of leads into making friends with the people beneath you right your right. underlinings um because if you want to hold an effective meeting and address complaints it's done more effectively mm-hmm. if you're working together as a collective and a part of that is being friends or or you know you can't just it's not a dictatorship yeah. right you can't just force people to do a certain way uh not to interrupt you yeah. but i'm gonna forget if we don't go through this um i heard somebody say something like you know treat your employees like your peers not mm. like your employees what are your thoughts on that that's really interesting because that, that's a hard question right? it, it is it's almost and, it, and it's almost like my mind instantly goes to if your parents shouldn't be your friends then I'm, re- I'm reading this really interesting book by jordan peterson that you actually suggested to me 12 lessons for life right now everybody's gonna hate me. <laughs> <laughs> we could just it's a good book. People should it is a good book, it. actually. Um, it's a different view. It, no, the thing is, it's with, a good view. Right? On a tangent, the thing with life is you should take an advice from everywhere. That doesn't mean you need to follow it. Right. Sometimes it just buffers how you approach certain things. Right. And you end up creating your own sort of model. For right. Life. And and who knows? You know, you could read that whole book and say that you disagree with everything in it. But oh, yeah. Totally. I personally agree with a lot on it. But anyways, in that book, it talks a lot about, I think it's rule maybe eight or, or nine, Talks about don't let your kids do something you wouldn't like. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a good one. one. Obviously, we kind of I had a hard time relating to it because obviously I don't have kids, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, Alexa. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, you it, he one of the sub points in that in that chapter was don't be friends with your kids because if you are, it creates a really awkward dynamic. And I think I believe in a lot of things are fundamentally the same. And yeah. leadership, either from a parent to a child. Ultimately, um, I think birth leaders. I think how you're raised helps you become a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to your original question, how if leaders should be peers with their friends, I think, or with their employees, I think rather it's really important um, that you're. I, I, there's important to have a hierarchy kind of segregation there because if you're peers with them, it breeds a different level of respect. You know, there's mm-hmm. a different level of respect between me and you versus yeah. me and my father and my mother because right, of course. they're raising me. I have to respect their viewpoints a little bit differently or approach situations differently mm-hmm. that maybe as a leader, you know, in a, in a workplace, as a leader, going back to my leadership experience, I had an idea and I needed to follow it and have conviction in that idea. Yeah. But if we were peers, if I was peers of the people around me, and we were obviously You'd have to, like, age. look for, you know, approval from everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's like just... And it destroys my idea. Because, <gasps> it's communism, <laughs> right? And that's and that's literally a hierarchy of leadership, right? Because yeah, okay. we live in a democracy. That's, where a, you have that's a, president a, that's and a good way branches. to look at it. Yeah, it is actually really good. And again, it goes back to my original point. Fundamentally, I think things are are relatively the same. I think and this could be a podcast, another topic for another day. But fundamentally, things boil down to something similar, right? And you can you can apply one scenario to another. Um, but no, I I think I truly believe that there needs to be a segregation between. Um, how you interact with your employees because 
at the end of the day, everybody's human, and mm-hmm. maybe how you interact on a Friday night, you don't want that to bleed into right. a, a work day. Oh, man, that, was, that could totally ruin yeah. some workplaces. But yeah, in other workplaces, though, I feel that that could be a little bit different. Yeah. Like, in, in the healthcare field, hmm. you know, like, surgeons and nurses often work together, you know? Yeah. It's not always just the surgeon being like, hey, I want that, I want that. I mean, yeah. usually it's sort of a mutualistic thing. Uh, well, so you so need to put, sort of... Would you agree that there's already a hierarchy there because the surgeon is there's making the... There's an implied this, hierarchy, yeah. Well, the sur- I guess I don't know much about the medical field, but isn't the surgeon making that decision on, hey, we should do this to this guy's heart or oh, whatever? Right. They're, they're, they're making the major decision. Yeah, right, and, and, the, and the nurse should be following it. Or, excuse me, you say nurse or did you say... A uh, nurse or, you know, there's other assistants around, like okay. surgical technicians. I would assume they're below them, though. Yeah, I, of course. I I on, on the overall hierarchy, yeah, of course. But it sort of works out most times because it just does end up being mutualistic the surgeon yeah. will help the nurse the nurse okay the i see but again uh, I, I guess they're working towards the same goal towards which the, right is, is important which is interesting because that was a good good thing there yeah. um, <laughs> um okay I, I just like to point out that you just said it was a nice save in the podcast nobody knows that i caught a pen with my foot right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the recognition way, nobody though. heard it um, now but um, yeah no I, I i don't i don't to answer your question i don't think and again, you know, it is very fluid. I think right. you have to approach situations differently and understand what is best for the model that we're working on. I mean, mm-hmm. if we were in a, say, you and I ran a startup, obviously I'm not going to come in and be a dictator over you, right? We're right. going to be working together. Which is really dangerous arms. because yeah. we would end up not doing anything. That's, well, us primarily, it, probably. Cause, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It, it, okay, it other people like well, us, Well, but yeah. then you look at Apple and you say, well, really, Steve Jobs Dude, worked he... with four guys around him, and they constantly were fighting each other because they had such strong convictions on what right. they were doing, and that led to amazing products like the iPhone, the iPod, and everything. But, you know, then that's three guys that he really trusted around him to then degrade around them, mm-hmm. to um, des- yeah. Most friendships, them. though, I don't think are really that strong i think you mm. and i can probably pull it off but i think the average friendship can't take that uh i yeah. mean for example i was left by my last girlfriend because i opened a door for her <laughs> and apparently that's sexist mm. um but you know people tend to have difficulty understanding these higher order ideas you yeah. know they'll take things too personally i guess that kind of um, comes under the person as well too. yeah so you, you have to be really so careful yeah, yeah that's sure. one of the hard things about being a boss yeah for sure um but i guess so how- yeah, I mean, we're both trying to jump into the transition. Yeah, <laughs> screw I'll you, let you Joey. Take I got it. this. Go one. ahead. Um, <laughs> I got the time. You can have the next one. Okay, fine. Um, so, you know, we're, we're talking about like friends, sort of coming together to build an incredible start. Not fr- not even friends, but people that reasonably get along well together. People that have similar personalities coming together to achieve a common goal. What sometimes happens with that is that responsibility isn't clear Mm. and in a lot of organizations large organizations responsibility can really easily become unclear um i mean i I have a friend that works at a pretty large bank he's a consultant and um (laughs) like he tells me that he has no idea what most of the people do around him because everybody's an executive something or an executive something else and everybody's just sort of walking around confused Mm. about the hierarchy so the responsibilities aren't always really clear and everybody just ends up sharing the work despite having like different job titles which i think is crazy but this is actually a more common problem than you might think 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I've... it's hard. It's hard to define what right. roles are because you have to anticipate a lot. Right, of course, especially in something as complicated as, as sort of consulting. But mm-hmm. you know, it's important that people know what their roles are to avoid conflict with management, and it's mm-hmm. important that management understands its and role respects it. and respects its yeah. role. Yeah. Um, right, and it respects the roles of people that it manages. You know, it, right. the, to make sure that the machine works correctly, I think is the yeah. manager's job. Yeah, and the the leader's job. And kind of taking it back a little bit, mm-hmm. little bit about why maybe the leader isn't that great at his job, or how yeah. do you manage him? How do you deal with it? I think back to some of the things that when I was in leadership, day one I told everybody like I'm not going to step on your toes. You're here mm-hmm. because you want to be here, and I want to make sure I respect that and make sure that you guys. I don't want to micromanage. Them. Yeah, that's a and really that, good way to do it. It's a really because that's a thing I saw all the time with people I worked with um, on the executive level. They were trying to. They they would give somebody a task and then they wouldn't quite let it go. Yeah, and yeah. it's like not only is that bad because a there's a lot of stops in the road because they have to confer with you to make sure they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. But you're not instilling confidence in them to make that decision because right. when it eventually becomes a go time and they have to yeah. put it into action and do it, there there's no confidence. It sounds in them. like a helicopter parent actually. A, a, a helicopter parent. A uh, helicopter parent just basically. Oh, is just, parent. Yeah. I said parent. I was like, oh, that would be kind her, of interesting. Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> Elon, if you're listening to us, we want we want a helicopter <laughs> the, parent. The next plan for um, Take us to space, buddy. Talk while you're at it. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, no. And, and that's really, it creates a really um, toxic area. And I guess branching off of that, how would you suggest coping with somebody maybe. And, and we can break it down even further. Somebody's a really bad leader, like they're micromanaging you maybe. Maybe they just don't like you. Maybe mm-hmm. you had a bad first impression. That's truly not who you are. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things that go the, into the, just The problem though, Joey, with these bad leaders is often there's more than one thing wrong, which mm. means you usually need to, you know, it's kind of like treating HIV where you need to use like a variety of different medications to, you know, address different parts of it, mm. right? Yeah. Um, like, for example, uh, one example, <laughs> like, you can't do this in every company, but you can in some of them, especially, like, some of these newer sort of hippie companies. <laughs> um, but you can work from home, mm-hmm. right? You can just avoid yeah. actually having to confront your boss. And as yeah. long as you complete your responsibilities, mm-hmm. you can be relatively happy. Now, of course, working at home can be extremely it toxic in its own too. way, yeah. right? Like if you're not, they don't see you every day, maybe. right? Yeah. And maybe you won't be involved in the big decisions. Maybe mm. you might be you're just, missing. Simply, some of you're that. just not there. Yeah, yeah, you're literally not there. Yeah. You're just sort of. No matter you know, how many phone you're calls the res- or emails make you feel, it, like it you just are. doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have never seen it work uh, as effectively as it should. Yeah, on paper. And you know, a part of that is too, like just confronting the issue. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that kind of is really understated in anything. I see it's just, you know, there's an issue. And again, going back to the Jordan Peterson book, um, I think it was Rule Eleven. Basically, you just need to confront things that are going on with you. He he really he used this really good analogy. It's a children's book, I guess. I've never mm-hmm. read it, um, obviously, because I'm, I'm not a child. But it's about um, oh, really? there was a um, a, son, a a kid said that there was a dragon underneath his bed, mm-hmm. and he would tell his mom, "Mom, there's oh, a dragon yeah, yeah, underneath yeah. my bed," and the mm-hmm. mom wouldn't believe him. And the dragon, because of that. Um, failing to recognize it the dragon got bigger and bigger till eventually he picked up the house and flew away with it and the mom eventually goes why didn't you tell me there's a dragon underneath your bed and yeah. really all you you know it's confronting that and saying no like this is a real issue mm-hmm. and 
you're again clouded by this negativity that you're just so worried about yeah. what are the repercussions and you're not really thinking it through. You just need to confront and say mm-hmm. and, out, and lay it out there and say, this is an issue. We yeah. need to address this and confront the... You know. Right. One good way to, to do this, which is really perfect, is to use this thing called an I feel statement hmm. where you, you just sort of say, you know, I feel as though, yeah. you know, this product is doomed because, you know, certain parts of it are missing or I, I feel that my voice isn't really being listened to or I feel that I don't know what it is yeah. that I'm supposed to be doing 100% and, and, of the time. And that's, you know, that's a huge point too with emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, a great book that I, I think we both read was uh, by David Coleman mm-hmm. um, about, it's just called Emotional Intelligence. Yeah. But it's really like those start before. on that bookshelf up there. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Nice. Um, Somewhere in there. Somewhere in the heap of books. There's yeah, a lot like of mine. good ones in there. Uh, Lots yeah. of MCAT stuff. A lot of uh, losing the signal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a big, and this is probably a topic for another even podcast is just how do you, what are the, the stars in David Coleman's mind of, you know, and how do they approach different things? Cause they say that IQ actually isn't a great determinator determination of a star worker. It's right, actually yeah. how they approach situations, right, work with other people is really how you get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess and how you understand other people, right. how you understand the task and is understand more important than how too. you execute the task. Right. Because you could be, you know, executing the wrong task. Yeah, and and to understand different opportunities, you know, when they come along too, right. because you understand your your limitations and, mm-hmm. and where you're going and, and other people's limitations and where yeah. they might falter. And Joey, unfortunately though, there's you know, we have to acknowledge that sometimes, you know, Sometimes there's no fixing an organization. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just so completely out of your control that you yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. You can't work from home. You can't, you know, you can't, your boss will not reason with you. Uh, you still have no idea what's going on. Maybe you're not paid very well. Maybe you're not paid fairly, mm-hmm. which is um, surprisingly still a huge problem uh, in this day and age. Um, you need to consider other opportunities when your time allows. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will just, you know, make the aggressive decision and be like, oh, I'm done with this job, you yeah. know, I'm leaving. But the truth is you have to feed your family. Yeah. You know, you have to make it's payments a, on whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's really important to spend maybe weekends or whatever uh, applying to other jobs, looking for other mm-hmm. opportunities, maybe expanding the level of education you have, yeah. uh, maybe even considering a different career if you're not happy with what it is that you've yeah. signed after, up for. After you've... After yeah. you converse with HR and people of around you and said, like, this is really is not a good position for me. Right. Uh, um, just, it's always important to continue expanding your repertoire. And yeah. what's always awesome about that is when you see, like, these major career changes from people that have had these lousy bosses, they end up being great leaders themselves. Mm-hmm. And then if they switch into a completely different field, they end up um, sort of having a sort of a unique skill set that they can bring into the field. For example, I know of... Uh, a few artists that have gone into medicine and they're they're you know creating all of these wonderful sort of prosthetic devices that are very beautiful and, mm. and appealing to look at for yeah. people uh, and I, i'm always really fascinated when two different fields converge and it's you know some, most of this stuff comes from like a toxic work environment which is great yeah. you know it creates all of this innovation for the world yeah and i think too even to take that point a little further it's yeah. it's really important to be introspective with yourself mm-hmm. um and a lot of it too is you need to have a strong conviction in what you're doing yeah. and how you feel about something and where you think it's going and removing that need for approval as yeah. you talked about a little bit earlier and on something you personally work with i think i definitely i have a huge it, problem with that yeah 
And I think everybody kind of does. I think it's you want to be liked by your peers, and it's really hard to to weigh your conviction more than you know. Was someone going to think? What are the, mm -hmm. one of the people working around me going to think about me if I say this kind of stuff? Um, um, so, and, and I think that's really important to just say, hey, this is this is how I feel. This is what I think. Mm -hmm. This is the reasons why, and we need to go down this path. If we don't, it's it's going to have adverse effects. Yeah. And I think that's that's really important because mm -hmm. even even then. You could realize that maybe you're wrong. Maybe right. the situation you're in is because you caused it. Yeah, of course. And, that, and, and I think that's something we shouldn't lose here. Because you, you should really you, have a stoic opinion mm. about you know the work that you're producing and the, right. the environment that you're working in. Yeah. You know, you should really try and look at it as objectively as possible. Yeah. Uh, recently, I put out this thing on Facebook where I was like, you know, should I be happy about certain situations or should I be unhappy? Like, mm. when should we express emotion? The truth is, your emotions should never be so strong as in that they sort of cloud your actual yeah. reason you need to keep and that they cloud your reality yeah. Yeah. yeah because I mean I often see this where somebody will like do some mediocre you know will have some mediocre achievement like they'll receive some mm. BS achievement or yeah. they'll receive like a stupid certificate yeah. and all of a sudden they'll be so full of themselves they'll yeah. go out and drink with their friends when in reality they haven't really done anything yeah, you need to be which is kind of sad yeah. yeah because they don't realize that and they, there's so much potential there yeah. and there's time being wasted and all that stuff yeah so I'm curious what do you think is the, the the big takeaway that people should have when they're confronted with this Joey stuff? this is something that you taught to me and I think <laughs> that the big the biggest thing is the golden rule which is mm. treat other people the way that you yeah. want to be treated it's such a simple rule and you yeah. think it'd be a lot easier you, but the thing is it's really easy to ignore it because yeah. you know it's it just seems so incompatible with the way things work in a cutthroat world you can't treat people the way that you want to be treated but the, the truth is, if you do, if you if you really you know talk to your boss, if you really you yeah. know try to see them as a human being, and if you try to treat yeah. them correctly, and if you try to treat your employees correctly, you're going to be a great leader. Yeah. You know, you're going to you know understand the position that you're in, and maybe understand mm -hmm. the position that your boss or your employee yeah. is in, and make better choices for the success of the company and for the or for the organization, for the hospital, whatever yeah. it is. Whatever, yeah. Um, maybe even you know book club right mm -hmm. actually book clubs have a lot that's another podcast up but um, have you been in a lot of book clubs no but I've heard <laughs> about like disasters you know they, they, like people are crazy about yeah. like managing them yeah, yeah no it's a real seriously? thing seriously yeah um, but it's just really what do you look at on the internet bad Don't, things we shouldn't answer that things, on a bad things podcast, Joey yeah. very bad <laughs> things probably illegal things uh, um, uh, so <laughs> where's that editing? yeah it's just <laughs> It's just really important that honesty and yeah. efficiency are just yeah. put at a premium and, and understanding where other people are coming from too. Right. I think not being so quick to just shut it down. Of course. Because you wouldn't want them to do that to you, right? right. You want to hear them out. You'd want to be heard and be understood and approach it from there. Right. But, Consider everybody else's ideas right. uh, as yeah. equally as you would do. Again, it comes back to Jordan Peterson is assume that somebody knows something you don't. Yeah. Right? Of I think that's like rope five or something. Mm -hmm. Um but but yeah, no, take it. I think we did a really good job of helping people with their everyday life. I think this is something that people really do. Yeah, I think we're better than everybody. Uh. <laughs>
Who was that edit button? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's it's kind of a good overview of how to manage a toxic workplace. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and we're obviously going to grow in our skills and ability course. now that we know And we'll, we'll continue to provide you guys with that. Yeah. When we when we write these podcasts, when we work these out, yeah. uh, there's actually we quite a bit our of... meetings, our pre-meetings. Right. I mean, there, there's a lot of research that goes into these, and we condense everything that we learn into... Yeah. You know, and, and we take our own, emo- our own non-emotional... Um, Personal, personal testimonies and yeah. things like that too. Because um, we've both been through a decent amount. We have been through yeah. hell. And we, <laughs> we've we worked really hard in, in our educations and in the leadership roles that we've been Of course, um, fortunate which was actually a lot into. of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, being objective and being fair, it's yeah. more than the average person. And yeah. I'm very, you know, I'm very thankful of for course, that. Of course, of course. Lots of gratitude. Grateful. Always. Um, but thank you so much, guys, yeah. for listening. And we look forward to another episode. We'll, we'll catch later. you next time.